Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and this is day 2133 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you. We thank you. We glorify you. Thank you for being our our great light and shining star, our morning and shining star. Thank you, Lord, for being the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There is none like you. You're the creator of everything. And Lord, that we have no reason to fret or to be weary because you will provide in your time. And thank you for helping us to go through the valley of the shadow of death. It can be rough, but Lord, you're right there with us all along. Thank you for the guardian angels that you placed here with us to to keep us and to watch over us. Lord, thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into all truth, who equips us with the power to accomplish everything you've given us to do. Now, Lord, I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, got an embarrassing family member? (laughs) Do you have one? I think all of us, you know, if we think about it, we all have somebody that's embarrassing in our lives, and it could be a family member. We're talking about a family member today. We're coming out of John chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. John 7, verses 1 through 9. You're probably wondering, what does that have to do with the Lord, right? has a lot to do with the Lord. Let's dive in and see. John 7 and 1, it says, After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. Well, that's a very good reason to not want to go there. And plus, it wasn't time for Jesus to be revealed to the people. This was his three-year ministry, okay? And he's he's going about doing what God the Father had given him to do. But he did not want to go there yet to Judea. So, uh, but he, okay, so he, Yeah, he did not want to go to Judea. So verse two, but when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus's brothers said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Wow. Therefore, Jesus told them, my time is not yet here. For you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival. I'm not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. So there was a little bit of a rift there between him and his brothers. And these were his half-brothers, his mother and his stepfather, Joseph. 
So they were embarrassed with their brother, Jesus. They were like, oh, just go on ahead. You, you know, why are you hiding out, basically? And he says, I'm not hiding out. It's not my time yet. So let's go to our points. I don't know about you. <clears throat> if you've ever had anyone in your family you've been embarrassed of. Uh, but point number one, when we were kids, all five of us being raised by my mom uh, after their, my parents divorced and uh, our father did not really have much to do with us anymore. Uh, and I am the oldest of five. I'm, I was seven years old when they divorced and my youngest sister at the time, Jill, was seven months old. And uh, so there's three girls and two boys. And uh, we lived uh, in a neighborhood that was pretty, you know, decent. We, we struggled uh, after the divorce. We pretty much were thrown into poverty. And, and my mother went to school to become a nurse. There was a nursing program and she became an LPN. And uh, that's how she raised us. Uh, and uh, it was a struggle because she couldn't get any kind of benefits from, um, you know, the government. Uh, no, you know support for food or any of those things and uh and then she was not receiving child support either from my father so there were times people would tend to want to bother families like us that they knew there was no man in the house and so uh if someone bothered us or while we're on the block or or attempted to harm us in any way my mother would call my uncle Fred now, my Uncle Fred was crazy. I don't mean that in a derogatory term. He was from the street terms. He was like somebody he just didn't want to mess with. That's what I mean when I say crazy. He, he came over. He would come over with a gun strapped around his shoulder, like a holster around uh, his shoulder, ready for war. Oh, yeah, we were not saved at that time. Okay, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> we were not saved. We were kids. So when he would come, and that's who my mother knew to call on instead of calling on Jesus, uh, my mom called Uncle Fred. So depending on how deep the problem was on the block, Uncle Fred would bring other people with him. I'll never forget one day he drove up in this pickup truck, him and a few friends, and they came up to the house, said, what's going on? And he's got that uh, gun strapped around him. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It was a little bit scary, but yet we knew Uncle Fred was there to protect us. Of course, we didn't want anybody to be harmed, and nobody was. But, man, it was something to see him come. We... We were so embarrassed. Uh, the kids, all of us kids, were super embarrassed. And we had friends on the block. But if somebody said something out of line, I mean, it was got pretty deep. Here comes up Uncle Fred. He would cuss everybody out that even acted like they were going to do us harm. I believe we all have an Uncle Fred in our family. But in this case... Jesus was being ostracized by his own brothers for doing good. However, they had not yet received him as the Messiah. They were not used to anyone acting and doing the things he was doing. They had a different or they had a difficult time believing in him. Some of his brothers would eventually become leaders in the church. James, for example. But for several years, 
they were embarrassed by Jesus. After Jesus died and rose again, they finally believed. It's unfortunate that sometimes it takes all of that before people believe. There are people that are embarrassed by you or by me. I mean, I would imagine <laughs> that my kids were probably embarrassed by me at times, you know, um, uh, talking about the Lord and letting them know. I was just talking to my granddaughter over the phone yesterday. It just you know, she was telling me something and I said, well, you know, it's important to just pray about that. And, and uh, prayer works. She goes, oh, no, it doesn't. She's 13. No, it doesn't. I said, oh, yes, it does. Uh, it worked when when you um, she has a pacemaker and her pacemaker stopped working. And I've shared the story while she was in the second grade. She's now in the eighth grade and she fell dead in her at her school in the cafeteria. And the Lord brought her back. Uh, and, uh, after 30 days in the hospital, it was a long journey. Uh, but when they brought her out of an induced coma and many people all over the world were praying for her and, uh, she woke up, they said that she could not be able to walk or talk or hear. They did not know, uh, how long she did not have oxygen going to the brain. And so I told her, I said, and then she woke up and she was just fine. She was able to hear, to see, to talk, to walk. And I said, oh yeah, prayer worked. Jesus healed you. She said, oh, that's right. And I didn't put her down or anything. She's curious. And, and she said, okay, well, I will, you know, after we talked a little bit over the phone about that, how important it is to pray and to trust in God. And she's like, okay, Nana. <laughs> she was probably embarrassed with me uh, many times, but you know what? We have to continue doing what God would have us to do. Point number two, do you have family members who are embarrassed of you? They may, they may say things like, here comes that Bible thumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or miss holier than thou, or they think they're better than us. Well, I have great news for you. You're in good company. If they did it to Jesus, they will certainly do it to us if we're doing God's will. As a mother, as a, I'm sorry, as a matter of fact, it should concern you if you're not being put down or ostracized, talked about, excluded, etc. That could mean that you're trying to please everybody those doing evil and serving God at the same time. You can't do both. We cannot straddle the fence. We need to either um, hate evil and love the Lord, or we're going to go against God and love evil. There is no in-between, as I talked about yesterday. So joy, uh, we need to understand that. Uh, consider it pure joy. When you go through various trials and tribulations. Uh, and you know who said that? Uh, Jesus' brother James in James chapter 1 verse 2. He said, consider it pure joy when you go through uh, trials, different various trials and tribulations. Oh yeah, he learned and he became ostracized and people embarrassed of him. But he didn't care because he knew who Jesus was personally, and he understood after I said, after the death and resurrection, that he was the Messiah and that he is our Messiah. You know, we learn to no longer be ashamed of the Lord 
and uh, and to speak it out loudly and so much so that uh, when I was uh, doing outreach with our church on 14th or 21st and Prospect, we used to go out periodically during the summer, a, a few times a year, and we would walk the neighborhood and just meet our neighbors, give them a little short flyer, just say, hey, come and join us for dinner sometimes. We didn't use your typical, you know, um, uh, Bible genre or anything. We just we wanted to first get them to come, and then we talked about the Bible to them. Uh, so, it, you know, it takes wisdom to win souls, right? So this is how the Lord gave it to us. So we'd walk around the block, and, and I'll never forget, we're walking down the street, and there were these men sitting on their little front stoop, and, and they're drinking and smoking weed. And as soon as they saw us walk up, and we had, you know, I don't even know if we had our Bibles, but... As soon as they recognize <laughs> that we love the Lord, they start putting their beer, hiding it behind their backs and hurrying up and putting out the joint and all that. And we're like, hey, hey, that's okay. They were embarrassed, you know, about what they were doing. And uh, and in their eyes, they were showing us respect. And I, and I thought that that was really powerful. But we said, hey, 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 you don't have to do all that. You know, we too used to do exactly what you're doing. All right. We used to do that in Jesus. See, that just led right into, you know, the testimonies. And, and then we said, Jesus delivered us from all that. And, you know, something like that. And, and hey, we would just love to invite you over and, and uh, come out and, you know, have dinner with us on a Wednesday night and, and uh, have Bible study. And, and they were like, all right, we may take you up on that. And, um, I'll never forget walking, uh, you know, a little more. We Well, we walked and we went to a little older lady's house. She was on her porch and she invited us up and, and she t loved talking about the Lord. So we sat out on the porch with her. It was just, these are just such treasured memories I will forever have in my heart that changed my life, that helped me to understand the importance to never be ashamed of Jesus. This woman showed us that very clearly. And then we had to leave and we moved on. And the last place we went to was directly kind of catacorner across the street from the church. And there were these men sitting in this old broke down pickup truck. And uh, we went up there and, they, and we didn't even realize they were sitting in the truck. And the Lord said, yep, go over to them. And I'm like, okay, Lord, they look you know, like they weren't too friendly if I'm going to judge somebody, right? <laughs> I didn't mean that by judge and judging, but just looking at the outer character, the outer appearance and, and where they were. But you know what? We weren't afraid or ashamed. <clears throat> Went over to the truck and it was, we didn't go alone. It was always <clears throat> two or two to four of us together. And so went over and said, hello, here's a flyer. We're, you know, we're right across the street and want to invite you out. And they're like, what is this all about? Who are you? And I mean, just coming across real forceful kind of sounding. But remember, I had an Uncle Fred. So nothing like that scared me because the way I grew up, I knew it did, that was not intimidating at all. So he said, uh, he said, well, all right, we, we may we may come by. All right. Do you know that gentleman? Uh, one of them uh, would come on a regular basis. He started coming and he, he was very harsh, uh, but he was in on the inside, extremely kind and nice. That exterior, he had to probably do that just to show he was tough. But 
He was one of the nicest men you could ever meet. And I'll never forget when my parents were both there at that time. And um, <clears throat> they would leave me and my sister Joyce there at the church to, you know, finalize everything, clean up. Once they knew that John, his name was John, that he was there and uh, he would be there with us while they went on home early, you know, right after Bible study. And he would be there with us, help us take out the trash. Well, he would take out the trash. And it was just an amazing <clears throat> opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, to see the transition take place because God had given us these instructions to go and share the love of Jesus and to not ever be ashamed of the Lord. Because see, look at the fruit that come about. Look at the rewards to see these people accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Brother John's now gone on to be with the Lord. But it and many of those other people that ended up coming, one of the men that we talked to that was on the stoop, he brought his start bringing his kids to the church. And we got to know them. And periodically we would see him and, and he would show us pictures of the kids growing up there in school and showing us pictures of now having a grandchild and just all these things. It's just it's just amazing. But we've got to get past being ashamed of ourselves or being embarrassed of being a child of God. Don't ever, ever feel that you have to be ashamed or embarrassed or have to water it down because you know that some people are going to be ashamed of you. Don't even worry about it. We've got Jesus as our great example of how to deal with that. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. Thank you all so much for your prayers, your support, and for your donations. And if you'd like to donate, please just go to tzonekc.org and hit the donate button. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.